Hey guys, I'm Brendan. And I'm Jayla. We would like to welcome you to the Sustaining Life podcast. A lot of people have questions about the situations they face and the struggles that come with them. There are those who think the Bible does not provide modern day solutions to our crazy lives. There are those who think the Bible isn't relevant to this day and age. Anxiety, depression, hurt, bitterness, and suffering. The Bible really does have answers and hope for all of these things. Let's Let's dive in. in. Hey guys, and welcome back to Sustaining Life Podcast, our, uh, one of our first podcasts in 2021. 2020 has been kind of a, uh, I guess, fun, busy, uh, excitement-filled year. So we have uh, some great fun guests with us today. We have the Pretties, and we're going to give them a chance just to introduce themselves a little bit. Hello, I am Zach. Uh, this Zach is my wife. <laughs> um, we uh, just recently, uh, well, I guess it's a year now, uh, planted a church in Detroit Lakes, Minnesota. Um, and it has been a good time. Um, I don't know, you tell them a little bit about yourself and then I'll tell them a little bit about myself. Uh, yes, we've been here about a year. Um, I, I currently work at a bank out of Fargo. Um, and, but I work from home now, so it's exciting. And, um, tell them things that you uh, like about yourself. You know, like I like long walks by the beach. Yeah. So it's really cool. <laughs> we live on, uh, right on the lake. So, um, we live in, oops, um, a tourist town. So it's, they always have activities going on. So it's really fun. Um, so a little bit about myself. Um, I am currently in college. Uh, I am working on my last, um, last semester. I have my master's of education in school counseling, and I am uh, working on the last few classes that I need so that I can become a licensed professional clinical counselor. So I'll be able to do more of the clinical mental health, um, type of stuff. And I'm excited to be able to do that. Um, to do that, we, uh, we do uh, social media stuff. We, uh, I work as a promotions director right now uh, with the Minnesota Youth uh, Department. I enjoy that. Um, I do, what else do we do? We go camping. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> something that's not professional. <laughs> there we go. Um, yes, uh, what else do we do? Oh, we have a business. Yeah, we have a, a pet product business for, for little dogs. Uh, but I think that's just about it for ourselves. We're enjoying Detroit Lakes. Um, and Oh, there's a ski mountain here that we go to. It's not really mountains, like a little hill. <laughs> yes, definitely a hill. Uh, but we, uh, we definitely enjoy um, working for God. I think that mm-hmm. it, take everything aside, uh, if we could pick one thing to focus on, it would be the work that God's given us. And it's probably the most humbling thing that we've ever done it's hard to believe that we get to live the story i guess yeah absolutely well that's super cool and we're glad to have you guys on and i'm sure people are very happy to see you guys and uh we're excited we're excited to delve into our topic a bit and i think it's a good segue because i mean you guys you have sweatshirts right there like great hoodies and um you have the rethink church kind of uh, message that's being portrayed and i i think it's really fitting you know as we all know 2020 was was filled with a lot of interesting pieces, you know, some bad, some good, but overall it was just a really, uh, I would say, eventful year. And, um, you know, one of the things that I, I always like to talk about and think about it every new year is think, okay, what are some things we learned about the previous year? And especially with 2020, it kind of uh, strongly motivated us to adjust some things about how we do things. 
So maybe just talk about your your sweatshirts. What does what does that mean to you? Do you want to go first, or do you want me to go first? Um, I can go first. All right. Um, so we so starting a church plant during a pandemic was incredibly crazy. <laughs> um, we had to rethink everything we did because there was no books. There was no podcast about starting mm-hmm. a church during a pandemic. So we had to rethink everything we did um, and, you know, go from not streaming online to streaming online to doing follow-up different. So everything we did, we started rethinking, you know, going even back to just how they did it in the Bible. They went house to house. And yeah. so I think that's kind of the initial where we kind of started rethinking things. Yeah, so basically we had this plan that we wanted to, um, that we wanted to do. Well, not us, but we felt like God had given us. And it was really heavily social media focused and um, advertising and, and things like that. And so we ended up using still some of the plan, but I mean, we didn't know whenever we shut down, if this was it, like if we were yeah. down, if we, if we were going to be like, uh, you know, relaunching in a few weeks, uh, you know, a, a few months, I mean, we had gone, we were so new. So uh, we started in January weekly services and we just averaged it out the other day. Mm-hmm. Uh, the month of January last year, we had 5.25 people. <laughs> <laughs> service so and that doesn't that didn't include me and my wife in that five but um that was our average uh in in service on sundays in january and uh so fast forward to you know march we're averaging about 10 10 people nine people yeah seven somewhere in there you yeah. know, service. So, you know, we're like, we're rocking and rolling by this time. You know, we got it figured out. We got a group. Doubled in size. We've doubled in <laughs> size. You know, we're doing what every church planner wants. Um, and, and, but uh, <clears throat> when we, when it shut down, we didn't know if we were going to have to relaunch and everything. And so we did a lot of videos, a ton of videos on our social media pages and uh, just trying to keep people engaged. And so then we started in our, in our live streaming, we couldn't do church just as we'd normally do church. It had to be something different. We had to engage yeah. the people. And so we rethought everything that we did. We changed the way we did songs. We changed the way that we, I preached. We did everything differently. It was not church. Talking to the camera, talking to the people, <laughs> reading the comments. Like, yeah. And that is one of the things that has really helped us, I think, as a church. Is we rethought that position we started having people come over to our basement and have church. And I think our first time we had, well, it started for a couple of weeks. We had just the family come over and then we opened it up to everyone. And we had a new couple that had never been to our church show up at our house. We had 10 people. I, I would never do that. Yeah. I, would never yeah. Done that. Yeah. I don't think yeah. I would either. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Shows how hungry people are. Yeah, I think our right. first service in our home, we had like ten people there. Well, so we actually maxed it at ten because of the restrictions yeah. at the time. So yeah, I mean, yeah. like, it was nuts. <laughs> um, and so then, you know, we rethought everything. We 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 started the the online e family, and uh, you know, just we we tried to pivot with what was thrown at us, um, yeah. and it has it has been a huge help. 
so 2020 was a big learning curve in the fact that we, you know, all the church planners in this time are writing the book on how to start a church in a pandemic. Right. And, uh, I don't know. I, I think that the way it's gone for us has been great. 2020 yeah. wasn't a bad year. <laughs> yeah, 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 absolutely. Well, I think God bless Right, yeah. true. I think they should write a book. Do it. They should launch a book <laughs> yeah. by the end of the year. We'll have you on again. We'll have like a book review thing. But <laughs> 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 how to launch a church plan in 2020. I, I like actually it. think it will sell. Oh, it will. It will. Just put pandemic <laughs> on it. Well, I love the, the something you mentioned. You talked about, you know, people are, people are hungry, you know. And I just, I think 2020 was a great opportunity in the sense that it, it really exposed a lot of um, opportunities for churches and for people who are trying to uh, minister and talk to and lead people. It exposed kind of, you know, the strengths, of course, but God just all of a sudden is like, okay, let's take this away for a minute and see what else you can do to feed my people, you know? And I think one of the, one of the biggest keys in leadership has always been being flexible because things may change. People may change. People are funky. People are weird. And one person may need to hear some, hear a message in, in one type of verbiage, but then you may need to do a complete transition to somebody else. So I guess the next, next thing I'd like to, you know, uh, kind of, um, I guess, uh, prick your mind about a little bit would be, um, you know, navigating, helping people navigate through a pandemic, mm-hmm. especially, or any trial, really, not just a pandemic, but of course, as, as Holy Ghost filled Christians, you know, things are a little easier. You know, things aren't always easy, but they're a little easier to manage because we still have the peace of the Lord and we we have that. But people without that, what are some things you guys really had to, I guess, really focus in on as far as navigating that, helping people navigate their emotions and their mindsets about that? You know, that's a really good question. So I think. Oh, I have something. Oh, okay. Yeah. I think that um, our. 2020 was so polarizing, you know, yeah, every day, something crazy, (laughs) something, something that happened in 2020. And so the last thing I wanted was people to be bashing the other side. Yeah. And so even in my preaching and in, in talking to people and personally making sure that what I put out on social media would be glorifying to God. And so I started talking about how like everything we post matters, everything we say matters. And I I tried to continually reiterate how important what we do is what people see. And this may be the only opportunity that, you know, people have an experience with Jesus is through my relationship with Jesus. And so um, I hope that I give the best light to Jesus. And so, um, in some of that, you know, I talked about, you know, being careful what we post, being careful what we say. And uh, that was one thing that I feel like I did throughout 2020 that even during the election time, like I got on and was like, you know what, it doesn't matter. Jesus Christ is still on the throne. It doesn't matter who is president tomorrow. We're going to get up and we're going to go to work and Jesus is still going to be on the throne. That's, and that's what we have to focus on. Not not who's in the political office. It doesn't matter. And that's where like the whole rethink church came from was I really felt like God was using this time to 
get the church. And I'm sure there'll be plenty of people that disagree, but I really feel like God's trying to get the attention of the church and, and, yeah. and, 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 and just say, Hey, you know, stop doing it the way that you've always done it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Get back to the biblical basics and, and yeah. let's have church that way. And, and let's, let's focus on being the church versus having 5,000 people in, in a sanctuary. Let's, yeah, if God wants it to be that big, fine. But w- what about the 50? What about the hundred? And, and yeah. then let's, let's, let's start some other church plants. Let's, let's rethink how we can do this and let's go from house to house and have churches. I don't know. Yeah. That's, that's the whole rethink church thing. 2020 did a lot in changing my mm-hmm. mindset of how we should have church. Absolutely. Well, I know there's, there's always that um, kind of that battle in church culture and just in, you know, expectation of church, you know, of course, uh, depending on your dom- domination, you know, their expectations are always a little bit different, but there's a lot of people out there that are expecting church to explode immediately. You know, let's, let's pop in, let's have 50 people, let's have a hundred people, let's have 150 people. It just doesn't work like that. It's the progression of, like you guys said, you know, 5.25 to seven, eight, nine, 10, something around there. You know, it takes so long just to, just to plant something like a seed and to grow that. And I think 2020 was a great reminder of, you know, how significant and how vital relationships are. And the fact that they can't just have a relationship with the service, but they have to have a relationship with the people and the body and Jesus. And how do we kind of set things up so we can have, we can set them up for the best possible relationship, you know? And I think your, your wife had something you were going to, she was going to say before you had. So yeah, go ahead. I think I was, uh, I had a little bit different train of thought. Um, I guess at the very beginning of the pandemic, we saw a lot of fear. Um, yeah. Even in myself, I felt fear, you know, the unknown and stuff. And I think it was such a huge uh, teaching moment to work with people that are new in their relationship with God and new in Christianity per se and teaching them to trust God during like a huge time of fear, you know, and that that moment of teaching can help them throughout their life in different um, you know, circumstances and things. Yeah. So, I, oh, go ahead. Oh, that was it. <laughs> uh, oh. I think um, you hit on a very good point as far as people who are Christians, who are in church. I think a lot of, I think we experience a lot of the same things as everybody else. Yeah. Um, and I think what Zach and Rochelle said really applies to everyone. Yeah, most um, definitely. That is here today because I think we all went through a season that was completely not normal and Mm -hmm. that shook us like for people who may have already had a relationship with God you had to say do I actually trust God or have I just been saying that I've been trusting him and then especially you combine that with what you were saying about reaching out to people at the same exact time I think it was a very eye-opening experience yeah absolutely for everyone (laughs) yeah yeah um, if it, if it isn't too, you know, prying or private, you know, what are, what are a couple maybe specific principles that like you felt in prayer during the year of 2020 that really helped you navigate through 2020 and then leading the church that you're starting, you know, what are some specific things that God gave you in prayer that says, this is how I want you to you know handle this? Uh, that's a good question. Do you have anything? Um, well, I have some thoughts in my mind, but I'll wait till yeah. something. Yeah. One thing, uh, we 
really, so we've been trying to lead by example, mm-hmm. um, really trying to push um, discipleship, discipleship, mm-hmm. leading. Um, so through that, we've, you know, taught on or like prayer, um, reaching out to other people. And we've seen that being replicated. And I yeah. feel like that was something um, God probably really I don't know, probably laid strongly on us, you know, to, um, I don't know, we should always do this, I think, replicate ourselves um, yeah. and create more leaders and things within your church to keep it going. Sure. I guess one of the things that at the very beginning of the pandemic that hit me was um, I was going through, I was I just starting a, a series um, talking about Elijah and, uh, you know, when the fire fell down from heaven, consumed the altar and all that <laughs> stuff, Elijah goes through a lot of cool things, witnessed yeah. a lot of awesome stuff, but the Bible uses a lot of thens in that story. Yeah. Um, and, and after all of that, after everything happened, one of the, one of the message seri- uh, in the series was then life happened. Um, Elijah goes off, he lays down and he prays for God to take him. And, and that was it. Like he, he had, he had called down the fire from heaven. He saw the altar consumed. He, he saw the, the cloud, the size of a man's hand. He saw the rain come. He heard the abundance of rain, but Jezebel was going to kill him. And so yeah. he went and he laid down and, and, and under the tree and, and said, just, just go ahead and take me. And uh, I think about this and in that series, the whole point that I was trying to make is that sometimes God gives us a time when we need to rest and we need to take that time because he allowed him to sleep and he fed him. And I yeah. think that sometimes at, at the beginning of the pandemic, I, I told my pastor at the time, I was like, I really feel like this is a time that the church just needs to, to rest because the work is coming yeah. and, and we just need to just have church, but we, we just, we need to rest and and, and, and recuperate and, and get ready. This is that time. Don't, don't stress, don't fear, don't fret over what's happening, but just, you know, know that God's got this. And then when it's time, we'll know, and it'll be time to just charge forward. And I guess that's how I've lived this year. I felt like for about uh, probably seven weeks, it was a good break for us. Um, Just not having to set up and tear down every week. And, uh, we didn't come with a team it was just we were the team <laughs> parachute <laughs> um, method yeah <laughs> um and so in the in the end the end of 2020 we had gone from an average of 5.25 to an average of about 30 in the month of december our, our highest service was was 43 yeah. uh, we had 49 but i'm not going to count jason brooks and his family <laughs> you count them even the people who are pregnant <laughs> count the child inside <laughs> um and from so the area. yeah from the area so yeah. um to me like that's that that just shows like that god is god has a plan and a purpose i mean it's just it's it's insane to be a part of that's all i can say is um sometimes we just need to rather than fear we need to you know again just reassure ourselves that mm-hmm. god's in control absolutely absolutely i agree 100 percent you know, uh, you're talking about numbers, you know, the progression of like five to, you know, 5.25, 1.5, 1.5, 1.5, 1.5, 1.5, 1.5, 1.5, 1.5, 1.5, 1.5, 1.5, 1.5, 1.5, 
make sure I get that right, <laughs> up to like 30 and 35 and 40 and all. Um, I would say that the one thing I like, I always like to talk about is, you know, uh, how does your guys' approach change when you get from five to 15 to 25 to 30? You know, just managing people as they grow, how does, how does it change? How does your schedule change? How does your, I guess, approach and resources and mindset change when you're thinking, let's minister to five and let's minister to 30? Has it gotten harder? <laughs> well, I think um, going back to what I said earlier, of replicating ourselves, we have the people that originally started our very first core five, you know, 10. Um, they, those people are reaching out to the new people now. Yeah, they that's are, awesome praying with them they're doing that so it's not just us anymore yeah, yeah. I even even with Sundays it's it's happened so fast and I feel like it's I feel like it's uncommon in my mind you know to have yeah. people that are so willing to help and we uh we were picking people up in our car and one Sunday I texted some the, the lady that was we were picking up and and she was like oh no so-and-so is coming to get me and I was like <laughs> okay. I bet you that felt good. <laughs> yeah, the person that was going to get her didn't live like in town with her or anything like yeah. that. She lived like 15 minutes the opposite direction, and this lady lived 15 minutes this other direction. Our church is in the middle, so awesome. she gave an extra 30 minutes to go get this lady. And I was yeah. just like, yeah. I was floored. I, I was just, I was floored. And and it's not, and it hasn't been that we've had to go pick her up a couple of times. And yeah. we love it. And we always are like, we'll pick up anyone that needs it. But there's so many people now that are like, hey, can I take someone home? Can I pick someone up? And so we have people that, are, yeah, they just want to jump in and help. And yeah. so um, throughout everything, we've kept this mindset of what's the next step. So yeah. what, what do I need to do for the next step in my relationship with God? What's, what's the next thing for me to do? And so uh, we've tried to lay everything out for that. We've got people helping out in Sunday school with, um, you know, just being uh, teacher's assistants and things like that. Um, I guess in the progression right now, we just don't have room for any more people. We've got 40 chairs and we're I love already that, had they just... <laughs> We've already had yeah. multiple people. Because that more. building is newer, right? Yeah, our building, our lease is up in in May. Our oh, last wow. May. And so we got to find another place. Um, but right now we're moving to two services. Um, yes. So we're going to start having two services, Sunday school in both of them. We're starting a youth class coming in Saw February. That. We uh, have our first youth night on Friday. Yeah. It's, are you uh, doing two be No, laser tag? Two be laser tag, yeah. yeah. That's, that's cool. Kaylee just asked me if we could do laser tag. Yeah, that's <laughs> awesome. I want to I make sure you guys get a good plug. So how if somebody wanted to look up your church, if somebody wanted to connect with a church or maybe even give financially or whatever, what are some things or what are some ways they could, they could connect? Yes. You can always pray for us. New Hope Church, we need you to pray for us. Um, but our, our website is uh, myhope.life. And then we're on uh, Facebook, Instagram, and my sister just started a TikTok for the church. <laughs> and so we're, all of our all of our usernames are New Hope DL. So all lowercase is New Hope DL. And yeah. uh, you can find us on any of those social medias. That's awesome. How do you uh so how do you come up with uh, workout Zach? <laughs> <laughs> okay, so like things just happen in my head. And when they happen, I have to do it. 
And so I just like I was serious. I was pumping gas, and I was like, I was ta- I had been talking to Rochelle. Hey, we need to come up with a video for January. You know, just another invite video or something. And and we had been doing a prayer request video, super effective. We've had uh, I don't know ten people that came to church from our invite video. We um, it it is has been huge social media yeah. advertising and, and google yeah. ads being number one on the page so important um if you want people to find you uh so then all of a sudden i was pumping gas it had been was it on a sunday night after church I think. yeah i think it was sunday it was sunday evening we had gone to walmart we were i was pumping gas we were almost out and it just like hit me <laughs> and i was like okay and I get in the car and I was like, Rochelle, I have an idea. And so I just like started rattling off. I turned on my, uh, my, my Google keep and pushed the inner voice to text and started like doing the whole thing through it. And then, uh, we got home and I gave it to my sister and she reworked some of the script. And then, um, a, cu- a couple of days, that was Sunday. And then on Tuesday, we went and shot the video Tuesday before we went, we, we planned all of our cuts and things like that to where they would be in the script. And, and then we just went and we shot it one take at a gym. Um, we, me and my sister both have a membership there, but Rochelle didn't. So I don't know if I'm getting charged for that or not. <laughs> <laughs> we were trying to make sure no one was there. So we waited outside the gym for like an hour. Yeah. And then um, and then after everyone left, we were in there. We were shooting it super fast. My last take on the last little scene of the video, um, I, was, I got quiet because I someone was getting ready to come in they had just pulled up and i was freaking out because i had that goofy mustache yeah, on and mario stuff. i don't know what it was like but when it when the thing hit me like that's all i could see was like this <laughs> crazy mustache guy you know <laughs> his mustache mustache <laughs> i think it's awesome i i think i think it's awesome you know it, it has a way of reaching really all walks of well, life. Well, the thing right is, there. is that I was watching it and I was like, what is this? But I couldn't look away. It was <laughs> hilarious. <laughs> you can't look away. Um, I think right now, like earlier today, it had been seen uh, around 12,000 times. Oh my goodness gracious. Uh, more than the population yeah. of our city. Yeah, much more than the population of our city. So it's, it's making its rounds. So uh, that was the goal really is just like, church can't be church can't be stiff and you know we gotta have fun at church and like there's people that are unchurched like honestly i told the other pastors in this town i was like i'm pretty i'm pretty good friends with some of the pastors in this town and 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 i've told them you know i i said i don't have any desire to come and take all the people in your church or anything like that just so you know i said yeah and everything that i do is to reach the people that are that are unchurched Mm -hmm. yeah and so um that I feel like that ad just like now <laughs> we don't know what happened to the ad, but it worked. Yeah, it was hilarious. I'm telling you, like there was there. I've had messages. I've had text messages. I've had uh, Facebook messages with people following the video. That hey, I'm gonna come to church. Like I haven't been coming to church. I'm, yeah. I'm gonna come to church. So I mean, it works. Like yeah. I. It, because it's it's goofy. I sent it to my boss, and my boss forwarded it to all of my coworkers. I was like, "Oh, that's awesome!" <laughs> You're gonna walk in, and then be like, "Here's a mustache." <laughs> so, I think that's part of like rethinking church. Just think outside the box. Yeah. You feel God leading you somewhere. Like you never know. Like it might be ridiculous, but 
Someone yeah. might come to church. Yeah, <laughs> the, yeah. Things that the disciples did back in the book of Acts wasn't common for the day. Right. Why yeah. do we do everything is because it's been done for so long? We have to do it this way. Let's rethink things. Let's like let's move forward. Let's we we have we keep the message, but the pr- presentation and the style can can be what resonates with people. Absolutely. Well, I think that's that's one of the honestly, I think that's one of the things that over the years has been one of the you know it's 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 a positive thing it's a strength of the church but at the same time it has become a weakness and almost a handicap to the church of having to do things the same way every time you know the order service has to be a certain way the the type of music the type of preaching the type of altar call the type of outreach it all has to mirror some vision of this is how we do church and i i kind of liken it to school a little bit honestly you know when you're in school and you're growing up or even when you're like you you're a counselor for example you see all sorts of different children come in and they have all sorts of different needs. And, you know, if you, if you try to make and teach everyone like a professor or a theologian or whatever, you're going to be missing a population or a community of people that could be the greatest next whatever. And if we don't find ways and different methods of reaching people's and their needs and where they're at in life, we're going to completely miss them. And they're going to go somewhere else to find their answer or their therapeutic response, unfortunately, you know, to that. What are some of you guys' last thoughts as far as something you would want to communicate to people, to listeners, to people who are looking for a church or looking just to find some resources for church? Um, I think everyone has a different personality and different strong suits, different talents. Um, use what you have. Like um, Zach is like super good at like techie stuff, like Facebook stuff, but that might not be someone else's strong suit, you know? Um, you can always like ask questions and things, of course, but like, you know, team up with someone else that is good with that and ask them yeah. to help you. It's okay to like ask for help and things you're not good at or, um, yeah, work on, work on your weaknesses too. For me, I'm not an outgoing person at all. <laughs> yeah. So for me, this was like a huge, um, like learning experience. I had to learn to, you know, just talk to people before church was like a huge, like deal for me <laughs> to yeah, like yeah. put myself out there. So I don't know, just take everything as a learning experience and, and grow, I guess. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, yeah, I think uh, I wish I wouldn't have waited so long to start a church. Like I, I've always been afraid, scared to death. Like I never wanted to do anything like this. Yeah. Um, but if you'll trust God, He'll make a way. And I 100% believe that what has happened in Detroit Lakes is not a unique experience. I don't believe that this is just a once, you know, a one-time right. thing that this is, it has to, it can only be here. But I, I believe a hundred percent that what we've done here can be replicated anywhere. Um, yeah. And, and I, I've, I've always said that every bit of knowledge that I have about marketing and all of those things, I want to, I want to give it away. Like there's no desire to, you know, to write a book or to make money on it. Yeah. I want to give it for free. Um, And so one of the things that I did personally is I went through um, church marketing university, um, CMU. It's, uh, it's really powerful. And it, um, 
it, it goes through all these different principles and, and building a foundation for social media, Google My Business, all those different types of things. Those really matter. You know, like getting people, if you don't have people coming through the door, you, you, you have less and less of an opportunity to share the truth. And so if you can get a bunch of people through your door, you have that opportunity to, you know, work with people and, you know, continue to share the message of Jesus. And so one of the things that we've done is dedicated a, a pretty good budget for advertising um, in our first year um, and continuing on this year. Um, we, we dedicated a pretty good budget for that. Um, the next thing is material discipleship discipleship mm-hmm. discipleship we are currently using um uh it's called the discipleship project and mm, yeah, i've uh, heard of that. Through that it's it's really great material mm-hmm. that's what we do on tuesday nights in a small group setting we all gather around the table and and constantly keeping what's the next step um in the front of people and we have constantly seen huge steps of growth in in every person that has come to church. And so I think one is, you know, don't allow fear to stop you from moving forward in your calling. Um, and, and thinking that, you know, if I go out and start a church, I'm going to be out there alone. We were, we were alone. We, we had, we had people we could talk to, but we, we didn't have, it was us we, we, in, the and the, in the city, you know, there, yeah. there was no one, there was no one else here. There was no, you know, it was just me and my wife. And so um, that was hard in the beginning because I had always prayed and said, God, I don't want to do this alone. Um, and so January came along and we started our weekly services and there was no one, you know, it was just us. The first service we had, we had two people other than my, myself and my wife. In a sanctuary that seats 200 people. <laughs> it was hard. Yes. To that was scary. Yeah. It, that scariest time, probably that right there. Um, yeah. Two people showed up. I was like, oh, dear Lord, what are we doing? The month of <laughs> January, obviously, a sanctuary of 200 with an average attendance of five was was scary. Um, yeah. So, you know, come June, when we moved into, it was June or July, right. we moved into our, um, into the building we're in currently. Um, we, uh, we were averaging probably 15 at the time. And uh, we, we moved into this building and got our chairs and everything and set up. And that was the last time. And that was, you know, so exciting, but um, I, I really felt like, you know, we couldn't stop, you know, continuing to advertise and continuing yeah. to reach out to people. And so even to this point, I'm like, it's not my problem. It's God's problem. Like yeah. God's, yeah. it's God's church. It's not my church, you know? Um, and so I, I guess if you're looking for, for resources, one is just to ask, ask yeah. someone for help, mm-hmm. ask, find someone, whether it's, I don't care. You can ask me like, Look me up on social media. You'll find me, Zach Pretty. You'll find me, and uh, um, I'm more than happy to help anyone. You know, figure out what they can do for their church. Because the more that you get people in there and keeping that next step mentality, what's the next step? What's the next step? You can keep that forward momentum. Do you want yourself replicated? Um, that's a really tough question. You know, yes, yeah. you know. I would love to have more of my wife and myself, you know, but also, also I want their personality into it, but I want them to be able to do the things that we do. 
And yeah. so, you know, link up with people that can help you grow. And, you know, that's what I have done. And I felt when I was preaching there in July, um, in one of the services, it just, it just, it, it clicked with me. I'm not alone. Yeah. Like I looked, I looked through that sanctuary and there was like 15 people there that Sunday. And I was like, we're all on the same team. And I, I told them that Sunday, I was like, you know, I, I realized that I didn't get to come with a team, but God gave me a team. Right. And it came from the team, the, the team came from the city that we were ministering to. And, and like right now, like just, just even just talking about that, like that's what matters. Like as a church planner is, is the people, the leaders of your church. Don't worry about bringing them from someone else's church or your own church or whatever, you know, wishing you had 20 people to come with you. Yeah, I do. It would have been great, but it makes it, it makes it easier when you do that. The part where you have to disciple and, and, and bring leaders in and, and develop and teach there is nothing more rewarding than knowing that the leaders in your church are from the field. Yeah. And I'm so thankful that the people in our church, we got, we got a singer, we've got a few more kids that are getting ready to start singing with us on Sundays. And I look at it, the singers are coming from the field. The greeters coming from the field. Mm -hmm. The next Bible study teacher, it's going to come from the field. I, I want the person that's drunk Friday night to be in my church and I want, I want that person in a few months, hopefully to be able to be ready to teach a Bible study, you know, when God yeah. changes their life and to know that the next outreach director could come from, could come from the local bar. I'm okay with that. The, the local medic, like I'm okay with that. Like, but it doesn't have to be someone who's got it all figured out. The disciples didn't have it all figured out. And yeah. Jesus yeah. is okay with using them. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, I think, I think that's like just beautiful. I think it's and fantastic. I like chills. Yeah. That's the power of God. That's that's the cross. That's the message. That's what it's all about. Is it's the transformation of people's lives. Yeah. And mm -hmm. I think it's I think it's very easy to miss that in the structure and the order and the programming of church and how we do it. It's very easy to miss that piece right there. And like you said, that's that's the, that's the best part is seeing someone's life change and knowing that the humility of the fact that God used a simple man and a simple woman like anybody yeah, you meet on the street to do that. It's incredible. You know, it's incredible. So, you know, as we conclude here, I'd love for you guys, if you don't mind, just say a quick prayer for you know, people who may listen to this and, and maybe inspired or maybe want to do something in ministry or just looking for whatever their next step is. If you pray for them. God, I pray right now that you would touch God, anyone that would watch this. I pray that you would move in their lives. God, I pray that they would feel a, a passion, God, to reach the lost, the passion to reach their cities, God, the cities that you may have called them to. God, if there's someone that listens to it that is thinking about starting a church, God, I pray that you would touch them, God, that, that you would give them the direction that they need, God. And I pray that if anyone that would listen to this, God, is looking for the next step, that you would encourage them to seek out and ask for help, God, that they would find that person that they can connect with God that they can that they can continue to grow in their relationship with you that they can continue to grow in their in their development as a leader God I pray that you would move in in each and every person's life God I thank you for giving us this opportunity God we know it's through you God that that everything happens and I just pray that you would continue to to be glorified in everything that happens in Jesus name Amen. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Well, thank you both so much for taking the time to, to come on here a bit.
Uh, reminder for everyone, New Hope Church in Detroit Lakes. Uh, make sure to share with this with somebody that you think would be a blessing for them. We want to make sure that people have resources and can get discipled, can be encouraged with God's word, and then hearing stories about people who have done it and who are doing it and uh, the things that they've learned along the way. Uh, do you have anything else to add before we kind of conclude here? Um, no, this was just great. I love hearing the background stories of a lot of um, church planters, opportunists. That's basically what you guys are. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and I think it's amazing. And I think people are being blessed by it. Absolutely. So be sure to leave a review or if you have a prayer request, send that in. I'm sure there's plenty of people who would love to pray for you. Yeah. And uh, we'll see you guys next week. Thanks for joining us at Sustaining Life Podcast today. We pray that this time has blessed you. Be sure to check the show notes. It will tell you how to contact us. Whether you want prayer or you want to share something inside with us or you just want to connect, check it out. We'll love for you to follow us at Sustaining Life Podcast on Facebook and Instagram. Join us throughout the week for more Sustaining Life.